0: So, bro, how do you get better pharmacy? With all of the complexities of our profession, the answer of understanding more is complicating less. That is to literally simplify pharmacy. That's exactly what today's guest has been doing for years through his blog and business you most likely have heard of, T-L-D-R Pharmacy. I see my victory so clear.
1: I see my victory
0: so clear. It's a day. We break through. It's a day. We break through. It's a day. We break through. It's a day. So, guys, our guest today on the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare podcast is a bro that I have been humble stalking for years because, as you guys know, I put so much value on consistency. And if you are listening to this, you probably have dabbled in creating content or building your own brand. And you know that in the beginning, it's easy. But as time goes on, shit gets real. Like it's hard. You got to make decisions. And it's like, is this even worth it? And the reason I want to have this guest on is he's one of the people that I call the OG brands of pharmacy. Back before building a brand was all that, they were doing it because they actually liked it. And it just became this incredible platform that's helped so many people. So guys, this guest today is Brandon Dyson, who is a practicing, board-certified, residency-trained pharmacist who also is a teacher and licensed pharmacy student preceptor. So to say the least, he knows pharmacy students. And if you guys know me, you know that's my jam as a speaker, as a preceptor and as a community pharmacist practicing full-time. He also knows how hard it is because of the amount of material that they try to stuff into your head. And then you've got to compete with people and do events and do all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, you're a pharmacist. You need to know pharmacy things as a provider of care for your patients, as a member of the healthcare team. So it's hard to keep up with all that. And when you're practicing as a pharmacist, it's hard to stay on top of everything that's changing. So years ago, this guest, along with his friend, Sam O, created TLDR Pharmacy to literally make your life of pharmacy easier. So it is an honor, truly, dude, to introduce you to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Welcome to the show. One,
1: thank you. Two, I want to actually hire you, I think, to, like, follow me around and, like, whenever I enter a room, just kind of do something <laughs> like that. That was uh, probably the nicest thing someone's ever said about me. Um, So thank you. And I'm you, definitely definitely stealing Humble Stock. That's, that's phenomenal. That, Thanks, that's man. mine now. That's going to sh- show up in an article soon.
0: <laughs> it's what so. I do. Just tag me. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. But
0: <laughs> so, whenever I first stumbled on your brand and I saw all the PDFs and all the worksheets and all this stuff that was like, holy crap, can you be my teacher type stuff? I was like, what the heck does TLDR even mean? So I did some really high end research and Googled TLDR. So real quick, guys, if you don't know what this is, and, and you're going to laugh because if you're in pharmacy school or a pharmacist, this is literally our daily life. TLDR stands for too long, didn't read. And quote, while the internet acronym can criticize a piece of writing as overly long, it's often used to give a helpful, witty, or snarky summary of a much longer story or complicated phenomenon. Enter pharmacy. So guys, I talk a lot about personal branding and you take your skills and what you're good at, you combine it with your passion and what you're interested in, And you find a point of intersect, a point of purpose, meaning that you have to find a way to take those two things and create value for your target audience. And if you're in pharmacy, you know it's freaking complicated and chaotic all the time. So if you are able to take someone that knows their stuff, simplify it so that you can learn it and then guide you through that process, in an entertaining way, I might add, you have the makings of a phenomenal personal brand. And like I said, these guys have been doing this long-term. They're one of the OG brands. And dude, I just want to say, like, I'm super excited for this. Uh, I know that I make this content for the listeners and everything, but this is, this is for me. Like, I'm going to take this because, like, I'm so stoked to so, so finally have the opportunity to talk with you. So first off, thank you for all that you've done for the profession, and thank you for your time and sharing your story and the TLDR journey behind your brand.
1: Again, thank, thank you. Again, incredibly humbled for that, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what it is. You know, we started TLDR, um, you know, short answer of what it is. It's what I wish existed when I was in pharmacy school. Um, much more nuanced, longer answer of that. So the TLDR is that's what I wish existed when I was going through everything. Um, much longer answer is, you know, there, there's, I, I consider TLDR pharmacy now the gap filler and dot connector, um, of pharmacy education. And what I mean by that is there's like, there's what you're taught in school. And then, you know, there's the skills and the knowledge um, and the toolkit that you need when you're in school to be successful. And then there's what you need as a practitioner. They are not the same thing. You're not asked the same kinds of questions. You're not the same sorts of demands are not placed on you. No physician is ever going to run up to you and be like, quick, this patient's coding. Do I A? give epinephrine B like that's never going to happen. Right. And you know, it it would always infuriate me in school when I would ask, we had this one professor, he was famous for it. Um, well, why is this or what would, what would happen if you did this? And his answer was always without exception, it depends. And, but at the same time, like there's a lot of wisdom in that, in that response because that truly is the answer. You know, as a practitioner, and I tell all of my students this, every single one that comes on an APY rotation, you know, pray for them. Uh, But anyone that comes on an APY rotation with me, like, I I coach them. I tell them, you know, we get asked questions all the time. We have nurse practitioners or physicians, and they'll call a common example for an antibiotic recommendation. And I, I work with cancer patients, so this happens very frequently. And... it's like, my answer is always, I need like, it depends, right? Because they'll ask you a very targeted, can I give Bactrim for this? And you can't just give an answer that you cannot answer that question. As a pharmacist, you have to look at renal function, you have to look at drug interactions, what are you treating? What's their like, it's there's so many, like, they're not even asking the right question by asking, can I give Bactrim, you know, so very long winded answer, as I said, but it's what TLDR pharmacy tries to do, you know, I stumbled with all of this coming through my transition from student to resident to practicing pharmacist had a lot of roadblocks, a lot of pits, was broken glass and spikes and twigs and little monsters and, you know, all sorts of other nasty stuff. And I took my lumps, <laughs> you know, I definitely uh, went through a lot getting to where, where I ended up. Um, and I was like, boy, it'd be great if, <laughs> You know other people didn't have to go through that you know maybe, maybe we can make that process a little bit a little bit easier for some people um, and hopefully have a little bit of fun doing it. The humor stuff that's in tldr pharmacy that's just us it's if we're, we're doing this as a you know in our free time after we put kids to it we all have families and yeah. full time jobs so it 's like if we're going to do this we 're going to at least have fun with it kind of
0: thing <laughs> so I'm to so that, and I think that's such an important component that people get into and that's guys this is something that just blows my mind the most successful brands that I've interviewed and had the pleasure of speaking with and and seeing and and collaborating with over the years that's how all of them started is they're like we want to make this fun because right now it sucks like we have to do it but it sucks so we want to not only make it better but we want to make it fun and you guys know like I'm a goofball I mean, I call my, where I work, I call it club pharmacy because I'm going to make every day a party, all right? And you just got to have fun with it. It's going to be hard. You're going to have rough days, but it it all comes down to the lens you look through. And I think that's really the secret sauce that all the brands that I've seen and my own brand, that's how it's happened because you're going to have days, more so in the beginning, when you get started building a brand or making content or whatever it is going down that path where it's quote easy, like you enjoy it, it's fun, because it's focused, it's fresh. But then, just like Brandon said, like you got kids, you got a full-time job, uh, something happens at work and you got to go in, and then you're like, do I really want to write that article? Do I really want to tweak that ebook? Do I really want to make that video? And on and on and on. So if you're trying to do this long-term, and you're going to be consistent, which is literally the backbone of a successful personal brand, you have to enjoy that process because that's the real secret. If you try to be perfect, you're going to drive yourself nuts and you're going to burn your brand. to the point where it's trash, you're not going to like it and no one else is either. But if you focus on progress by staying in the game and realize that it's going to be an evolving process, that's where the magic happens. And dude, I wanna just get a, a quick walkthrough. So you said like, this wasn't easy. You, you learned a lot from what you went through, but can you kind of share how TLDR, so you talked about about how it began, all right? So you, you and your partner created this thing and now you've got more people involved and it's kind of grown into this beast. So you, you mentioned where you started, pharmacy school struggling through and now fast forwarding to where we are right now. Can you just give us the the current situation of what TL what TLDR is as far as what the scope is so how many pharmacists pharmacy students you're helping how many people are working with TLDR or for them to create the content give us a here's where we are now kind of insight
1: Yeah so in terms of team members we have four you know official quote-unquote team members on that would be me sam and we were there since the beginning um we hired on uh steph um i don't know two or three years into it then we have sammy um so and then savannah most recently so i'm the only one that doesn't have an s name it's kind of weird we have a sam we have a sammy we have a steph we have a savannah and brandon
0: you can be super, Brandon. Yeah, just make it easy. There's not
1: even an S in my name, so we got a problem. So anyone with uh, whose name starts with a B and is interested, email me right now. We got to tip the balance. Um, yeah, yeah. So it just honestly, like, it grew organically. Um, we, you know, our traffic. So here's thing number one for anyone who wants to start a website or a blog: um, is no one will read what you write for years. Um, and I, and I truly, truly mean that Amen. I, don't mean, I don't mean that in a discouraging way at all, It's but it can become something great. Like you just have to suffer for a while. Um, so, you know, we, we didn't have a bad first year or anything, but I mean, I just, I mean, you know, we'd get like 150 people you know, 150 like unique visitors per month. And you're like, yeah, all right. You know, <laughs> and like, you're just like, we're killing it, man. <laughs> we got like, you know, 10 new email subscribers. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's just what it is, right? So, but we're having fun with it. And, you know, more and more, it just starts sharing. If you're writing good content, right? Like that's at least, again, this is a blog, it's a website, but whether you're doing a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever your thing is, you have to be willing to suffer with it for a while. And so we suffered for a long time. And I'd say we probably just put out blog post after blog post after blog post of, I mean, 5,000 words in some cases, three, like really long. Well, I'd like to consider articulate, you know, well thought out things um, for it. I'd say at least two years before, like, I'd say real traction started. And we were picking up traction. We were getting enough traction the whole time to keep coming up. But I mean, like real traction started happening. You know, probably about the two year mark. Not buzzfeed, you know, traction or
0: anything. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not quite
1: to that level, but traction relative. You know, so right now yeah. for context, we're and we're still growing. This is the coolest, like the most mind trip thing to me, is that it's still we haven't peaked yet. We haven't even started like leveling off. So we're just about twenty five thousand email subscribers. We get about fifty 50 plus thousand unique visitors per month to our site um, it's just phenomenal you know wow. um, it's and it it's all still growing and like we're still learning a lot about it. like we're still you know with, I don't know we're nerds so but like it's it's fun for us too to research you know how to how to make how to make that better right? how do we how do we get more of that I want more yeah um, you know we're kind of you know, we've been fairly inactive on social um, thus far. We've done pretty much all of it, very minimal, like less than 8% of our traffic comes from social currently. Um, but I think that's twofold. One, you know, people scrolling through Instagram and chancing upon a 4,000-word article on, you know, Warfarin or something, like that's, that's not really the mindset you're in when you're yeah. like trolling through it. You know, it's like you're not, oh, cool, let's dig into this, you know. <laughs> Um, so at best, you know, we could take an article and chop it into like 20 pieces of content on Instagram, you know, we could do something like that. Um, that's part of it too, is just Sam and I, and the, we're the founders, I get, you know, neither one of us are all that active historically on social media. Um, and so I, like I have robots that post, you know, an article every, every day or every couple of days onto Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that and and I certainly engage, you know, we respond to messages and things like that, but haven't been like, you know, we've done most of this without social media, um, perhaps to our detriment, you know, I, that's part of what we're exploring with our most recent acquisition of Savannah. Um, she's been manning our Instagram for the last couple of months. And I think we're going to be expanding her into, you know, other avenues. So that's lesson number two um, is that even in this, terribly horrible crowded you know potentially crowded market right for people that are interested for people that are you know willing to 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 join in and do something you know productive and to be part of something there's work you know these like yeah. my people don't they don't work for free right so um but anyway as we started growing so steph came on first she wanted to write i used to work with steph um in the hospital and she had been reading tldr and was like it's great it's awesome i want to write an article on kinetics thank god i love you <laughs> you know like because i don't want to like are you serious right now <laughs> of course i want that go and she did it. She had a great time. And then some of the most popular articles on our site, you know, the complete, but practical guide to vancomycin, that whole series um, to fentanyl and amino glyc- That's all, all stuff. Um, she co-wrote mastering the match with us. She went through a UNC residency. So she went through a whole separate world of horrible <laughs> in a good way, of course. Yeah. Um, so she a fantastic pickup and, and tremendous insight and just meshed with us. So, we picked her up. She's, you know, probably she's like our chief editor for the site at this point in time. Um, and that's just kind of, we've grown organically. We've never said, hi, we're looking to hire somebody to do X. Someone has contacted me and said, I want to do this, you know, and it's, it just, it, it's fit naturally. So Champion, Savannah are one of our newer pickups, like I said, um, the, the most recent addition to our team. She wanted to write an article. She contacted me earlier this year because she wanted to. She was about to graduate, and she was interested in being a medical writer. She's like, "I'd like to put something for my portfolio." Great, win-win. You get an article published. I get I get an article published. Like we're both, <laughs> you know, we both win. And then she's like, "Hey, I was listening to this podcast." This is like a month later. I was listening to this podcast. Um, you, you did. I did one on RX Buzz with uh, Ashley and. She's like, you had said something about wanting to do Instagram. This was like two years ago, and you haven't really done anything, I noticed. Do you want me to do Instagram for you? And I'm like, again, like if you find someone that's busy, maybe call this lesson three. Find someone that's busy and then take work off of their plate. They will love you. <laughs> like, yep. you know, do it well, of course, right? Like, there's caveats, but to someone who's like got a got a to-do list that's three miles long and, you know, tries to actually – be a father and a husband and not, you know, let too much. And I'm a pharmacy manager of a, you know, I'm in management of where of my day job. So it's, you know, I have, I have very busy days. So taking work off of that's like the top thing you could do. So.
0: Wow, man, those are three really important lessons. And I, what you said actually brought up a lot of lessons within the lessons. And I'm going to start with the most recent thing that I picked up on because most people listening to this, are either thinking about starting a brand or they've tried to find it, but they haven't got that traction. And everything that you said about your Genesis story, if you guys are watching the YouTube video, you saw my head bobbing like, yes, because it's so true. And people would say like, dude, I saw your article and I noticed you written, like, it was great. I'm like, yeah, but did you see the 300 other ones that I wrote before you saw this one? Yeah, because that's literally how many I've written. Um, but that's exactly how it goes. And you're not gonna get nothing, no recognition, no nothing. Maybe like a Facebook like, and you're like, wow, I got one. Seriously.
1: That's from your, aunt. your Aunt Cindy didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so true, dude. But one of yeah. the things you said is as your company grows, you didn't go and seek people like you didn't go on like Indeed or like Monster, nothing like that, right? You started to see people who were proving that they were serious because they were consistent in following through with what they said they were going to do. You gave them an opportunity, they crushed it, and didn't say like, oh, I deserve this. Because I did that, you owe me. No, 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 they were like, this is fun. What else can I do for you? How else can I be of service because I love your cause? And because they consistently followed through and did what they said they were going to do, you started to look for opportunities. Is that not correct?
1: Yeah, I, I would honestly say the opportunities were already there. They yeah. just lived on, you know, an, in my Asana task list laughing at me you know, <laughs> for a long time. And then, you know, the, the answer to the problem found me, you know, basically. Yes, so. that's
0: so true. So if you guys are trying to collaborate, if you're trying to make content and you fe- you're feeling discouraged, realize that you've got to pay the price. Like you've got to put in the consistent work if you ever hope of making an impact. And uh, if you're watching the YouTube video version of this, I'm going to insert a graph. This popped in my head as you were talking. And just like you said, that two-year mark. So look at, a, look at a line graph, okay? And you're going along, and it's close to zero. It's like really slowly growing, right? Real, real slow. Then after about two years, you have this inflection point where you start to get traction. And then it's just an exponential increase, so people look at these quote "overnight successes," where if you look at your followers or your subscribers from one month to the next, it's like, "Holy crap, these guys are exploding." You didn't see the two years of crap they were eating before that. that's how it really works, guys it, it's not this like magic formula it's not this anything crazy that we're holding out on you. It's the price you have to pay. and the reason there's so few of these like gangbuster brands and pharmacy is because so few people are willing to pay that price. So few people are willing to go and dive deep and look at what am I doing wrong? How can I improve? Who do I need to get as a mentor to help me level up? Those are the hard questions and honest conversations that you have to have if you wanna get to a place like this. And it's the honest truth, like for real. So dude, everything you said, I agree 100%. I just wanted to highlight those because I think they're so important for people that are getting started or they're starting to get discouraged with what they're looking to do.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's your, your, your spot on with it. It's, you know, you, you talk about setting yourself aside, you know, or setting yourself apart. I, I can't think of a better way of doing I don't think there's anything, you know, and I know Adam talks a lot about branding and think like you can have no better brand than to consistently put out remarkable content or remarkable, whatever it is. It, even if you're not putting out content, maybe that's, you know you doing inventory control whatever it is in your data it doesn't even need to be with creative work consistently be remarkable for years like
0: and you will you will find success hundred percent man and I wanted to kind of ask you and I don't know the answer to this but from when you started this as like this is fun this is cool you know I wish I had this I want to help and then it just grew into this like purpose like this actual cause where you have four other people on board online with this mission and you've got, you know, 50K subscribers or whatever it is. And, and, and by the way, guys, without social media. So when people hear personal brand, they immediately think social media. It's a tool that is not the majority. So I want you to hear that loud and clear. All right, that's something to tuck in your pocket when it comes to building a brand. However, I want to ask you, dude, like, once you started getting this traction and momentum and you started to see how many people this was helping, and you probably got so many emails of people thanking you. And this made, like, I struggled for years. I had tutors, didn't work. But when I read your article, things clicked. Now I'm a better pharmacist. Like, I'm sure that you get that, like, on the daily. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean. Probably a day, I yeah. guess. Yeah. That happens. I know, because I yeah. get that too, because we've been doing it for so long. And it's like, yeah. yes, this fuels my purpose. But, exactly. My question is, once you started to see that momentum and progress from doing this consistently, you started having people working for you that you're paying. You started to have people that are you know, t- sending you this consistent, positive feedback. Did that view of what you were doing as a personal brand, did that change how you showed up as a pharmacist, as a father, as just like in life? Like, did that shift your responsibility of really looking at yourself as the CEO of your brand like did that shift happen at all and guys I don't know the answer to that I just generally want to know yeah.
1: I think so yes and no and and and, and it depends right? no.
0: <laughs> there it is
1: no. so I think I think uh you're doing something right like for 2 years for 3 years whatever it is you are going to change a lot as a person if you consistently do x if you go to the gym and every single day for two years and don't miss a workout and you eat clean, you were going to be a fundamentally different person two years later than you were when you started. You, you don't even want the same things. Right. So, in in a sense, and, and, you know, and my son was, you know, but when the website officially launched, he was still less than a year old. My first son, I have two sons now. Um, second one just turned 2 this month so you fundamentally change you know life is still happening you know like i in in my practice career i was the genesis of tldr started right when i finishing up residency the website launched about a year later i was working still in hospitals at this time even though i and i slowly kind of kept increasing more and more into a specialization in oncology and then an opportunity comes along and now I'm a pharmacy manager of an oncology clinic and so much changes like life is happening while this business is happening. And you know, you're fundamentally changed by your audience and by the content there. It's, it's kind of like a feedback loop. You, you are your brand. Like I'm still the same goofy Brandon that, that I was right. Like I'm still type, you know, same terrible jokes still referencing Arrested Development because that's like the last TV show that I ever watched, you know, <laughs> like kind of thing, like still throwing those in Jurassic Park 90s movies and stuff. That's still there. That's still me. I care about different things now than I did. Um, I take it seriously. What I, I always took seriously what I did, but I i guess at some point, you know, I, TLDR Pharmacy started with the intent of being a business. Yes, we wanted to help people, but we, we incorporated, you know, like we, we became an LLC immediately. Like we, we didn't have any, like, you know, like this wasn't like a blog that we decided to monetize. We, we planned on monetizing, like if we're going to put this work into it, we're going to at least see if we can make a reasonable side income from it. But we also started taking that mission and and growing kind of with our audience and our audience, kind of told us what they needed, right? Like you you kind of grow organically as you start reaching out to the people that you're helping. Like my audience is primarily, I'd say, fourth-year pharmacy students, residents, new practitioners. Like that's that's the the top of my bell curve. Yeah. Yes, I have people that have been practicing longer. Yes, I have some nurse practitioners, some physicians, some you know, like we have a whole smattering, but the peak of my bell curve is in that fourth-year student to five years out kind of thing of pharmacy. And you just grow with them. You you know, like as you bounce stuff back and forth. So, I'm probably talking kind of in a circle with that, but No, it's a really you, good point. You know, it's like you you grow with like but like it's hard to say did TLDR pharmacy do that, you know, like yes, I got some some income from it and a little bit of stability and I helped with student loans and that that changes how I am as a father because now I don't feel the need to pick up an extra shift, you know, here and you know, uh, in fact this I've stopped. I was, you know, doing every semester. I was doing online teaching through Georgetown university. I was doing a nurse practitioner pharmacology class and I'd been doing it for years. And I finally felt comfortable stepping back from that as like, you know, financially we grew more comfortable and I'd rather spend those Tuesdays. I'd be teaching right now. In fact, (laughs) it's Tuesday nights is when I taught. So I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I was still teaching, um, you know, or at least not taking, I'm just taking a break, I guess. But
0: anyway, it, you, you change, you're like, but it's hard to pinpoint, I guess. Exactly, but, dude. And, and you, you, know. you inadvertently highlighted such an amazing point that I want to just kind of reiterate and that is not to be married to a certain business or brand identity per se, because you said it perfectly. You are your brand. So whenever I said, like, do you, do you view yourself differently as a pharmacist, as a husband, as all the things, the roles that you do in life, because your brand has shifted, the answer I think is absolutely. But it's not that you are TLDR, it's that how you show up has this shift in responsibility of I'm not my brand, I'm what I need to bring to the table to best serve my audience as a pharmacy manager as a husband, as a father of once one, now two boys. So that's a totally different role as an evolving company with more employees of having a different shift and focus. So that is the exactly correct answer in my opinion. And there's not a right or wrong answer, but I think yours is perfect. So I'm just going to be the greater on that and give you an A. Mine was a bit wordier, but no. So. That's all right. So, yeah, I think uh, T L D R that. Yeah, right.
1: Exactly. So I, I do much better with written content. Now. <laughs> I'll use an example of of Steve Jobs, and I'm not comparing myself to him, although I do. You have do a, look a little like this, bit like yeah, him if I make this like a mock turtleneck, and then I got, Dude, like, do do the pose no, with the you, thing on the
0: chin. Yep,
1: there it is. But no. <laughs> <laughs> so it to you, but using him as an example, right? Like I don't think he crafted a personal brand in the sense of like, okay, I'm going to wear this cool black mock turtleneck. And like, I'm going to be super casual all the time. Like, I don't think he like went around and did that, but I think his body of work made him, you know? And so it's like, we talk about Steve Jobs, like Steve Jobs is the one that Walter Isaacson writes a biography about, right? Walter Isaacson's not writing about Apple, not writing about, you know, um, Pixar. And, you know, it's Steve Jobs, you know, just relentless pursuit of perfection and simple, you know, some simplicity yet perfection, you know, without like had such a mark on those, on those companies, right. That he has, he ends up with a personal brand just by his body of work. It's it's, his, his body of work speaks for himself, you know, speaks for and becomes what, what we know of as Steve jobs. And again, I am not putting myself on his level, but that's kind of what I think, you know, in a much smaller scale TLDR, like it's, it's my body of work. This is how Brandon is as a manager. This is what he does for TLDR and they overlap, you know, the, the writing and communication skills that I've gotten from TLDR pharmacy has made me worldly better at communicating with as a farm, phar- as a, you know, two patients, right? Like my job is to simplify complicated clinical concepts in TLDR pharmacy. And if I'm counseling a patient on, You know how this how this new oral cancer therapy works like that's my job right like I need to be able to simplify this you don't have any kind of medical background at all but I need to be able to teach you what's important about this so it all overlaps but it's to me it's my body of work.
0: Most pharmacy students and pharmacists struggle with standing out among the competition. So at scriptyourbrand.com, we help you create your ultimate competitive edge, your personal brand. Once you have that, you'll also have the freedom to do what you love instead of having to settle, being trapped, working a dead end job. www.scriptyourbrand.com. Enroll today so that we can help you create your tomorrow. You nailed that. So I'm going to take what you just said there, because that's a golden nugget. Make uh, it sound better. That's good. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, actually, yeah. I'm going to piece together things that you said to lead to the next question because it, it, it's spot on what you said. And I just want to make sure that people really hear what you said. And that is that it's not about creating a business or a social media account. It's about relentlessly pursuing the dispensing of your full potential as a person, as a pharmacist, as who you are as an individual, okay? Then you be consistent with that because like you said, you can have any, and I'm going to reword this a bit, you can have any plan you want, and it's not whether or not like what plan works best. It's how you work the plan. That's how it works. So you take those two nuggets that you said, okay, and now you have this role in your pharmacy career of helping students, Of With TLDR Pharmacy, most of the people engaging in your content are fourth-year pharmacy students, new practitioners, and as you've probably seen since you started TLDR Pharmacy, it's becoming extremely competitive to the point where most pharmacy schools are pushing people to go residency track, fellowship track, irregardless of if, like, you know what I mean? It's just like you guys need to get more competitive, get more degrees, throw on more experience. That'll help you market yourself. That isn't always the case depending on your career goals. Would you say that how you defined a personal brand would be the pretty much cover all solution for a pharmacy student looking to create that competitive edge. And to reiterate what you said, it's creating quality content consistently to show up improving yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. I I'm spot on with that. I think, I think,
1: what I, would, what I would caution someone not to do, right? Please. It, it is, you have to deliver value. You have to start by serving, um, you know, some, whatever, whoever it is, whether that be your employer or whether that be an audience that you want to, you know, whatever that is, you have to keep that person, that audience, whatever, that group of people in mind. I think a lot of people, I, it feels good on social media, right? To get a lot of likes. It feels good, you know, but... but at the risk of like any kid with a laptop can open up LinkedIn can spam a bunch of people and get 5,000 plus connections can go share some Ted talk and be like, interesting thoughts, you know, and and then like, and then get like, you know, 20, 30, 40 likes on it or whatever like that. And you haven't done anything right. Like that still, that doesn't tell me if I was a hiring manager or it doesn't, it doesn't tell me anything about you. Right. Like you're still, just a shell, so to speak. And so I content creation is a great place of starting and it could be whatever it could be. And infographic, you know, Adam does fantastic stuff on, on Instagram, right? Like it could be little infographics. It could be, you know, short little snippet bullet points. TLDR is more of the 3000 word deep dive into a thing. Right. Um, Which is different, right. That, but there's different needs for different things. Like there's YouTube videos, there's podcasts, there's like creating content there's no one else that can do it you were the new to be dr seuss right no one else can do it in your way you have your story you have your experiences um and so you know even if you were to you, you know you're going to feel like everything's been covered right like oh some so's already done this this post on on anti-emetics or if has done this thing for that's clinical content or everyone's doing stuff and career coaching and, you know, this, that, and the other, but no one has your take on it. No one has your experience, you know, your unique experiences that you can draw on that you can tie into, into the message. And, you know, I can tell you something, you know, about careers or about something and Adam can tell you something or anyone can tell you something and we might be saying almost the same identical thing, but one of us or the other of us will resonate more with you because it's just how you, how you deliver your message resonates with different people, different personalities click and connect with. So you should share. You should share and you should do it consistently. You should be genuine to you. And That's TLDR's formula for success. It's not sexy at all. We're us, like we are authentic. You know, we're down to earth kind of, randomly funny people that don't take ourselves too seriously that we're passionate about helping. We genuinely think we understand some of the connections between, you know, school different modules in school and then practice. And then we try our best to teach based of our experience from that. And if we're true to that and then we do it year in year out, we grow motivating thing of that is that, well, that's easy make content, do it consistently, (laughs) make sure that content's relevant,
0: but it's, Simple, but it's not easy, right? Yes, got to keep going. Exactly, up, exactly. So. It. It's simple, but not easy. Dude, you hit so many awesome points, and I like. I'm gonna probably wake up with like a neck cramp because I'm not in my head so much. <laughs> but seriously, it, it's so spot on, and I'm so glad that you shared this because it's the truth, guys. And, and I mean, I can talk to them blue in the face. This is gonna probably be episode 140 on the podcast. And you hear me say it, but the reason I bring in these guests is they're actually doing the things that they're talking about. And this is one of the traps, and I'm so glad you pointed this out, that when you try to get on social media as a means to build part of your personal brand, it's very easy and tempting to get sucked into the likes, the follows, and this and that. But if you notice, there's a difference between regurgitating something like, oh, so inspiring, versus this, here's a quote, but here's how it impacted my life. Here's how, here's the lesson that I learned the hard way and how it played out. It's totally different. And I can tell you as a professional speaker, you can talk all you want online, but when you get in front of an audience and you're, it's you and the mic, you don't got no notes. You got to talk from experience. That's when it shows. And I say this all the time, guys, it's what you practice in private that you'll be rewarded for in public. And what that simply means is what are you creating to serve your audience? If you do it consistently, you're going to be forced to level up, to grow, to improve your skills and knowledge so that you can take the knowledge plus the unique story and experience and create content that will help your audience in either creating a new solution taking an existing one and making it easier, simpler, or just coming up with a conversation to dive into it and get more ideas flowing, to collaborate, to come up with those things. So there was so much good value in what you dispense here, man. I mean, you're you're creating value right now. So, I mean, you're doing it 24 seven, look at you. That's what I do, man, that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) But what I wanna ask you is something that, um, so you're a precept, you've worked with a lot of students both in the classroom as a preceptor and in a lot of different areas. So what I wanna do is I wanna have a, 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 a virtual pharmacy student, okay? So this is the listeners coming to you. And they say, dude, I love what you're doing. I respect it so much. I wanna start a career. I feel like I'm already behind. I feel like pharmacy is extremely competitive and growing by the day. I want to get started, but I don't know where to start. Or I have started and I'm not seeing any return on the work that I'm doing. If someone came to you with either of these mindsets or both, what sort of advice would you give them to help them get on track or get started so that two years, four years, like you are right now down the road, you can look back and say, I'm so glad I listened to that dude's advice.
1: So I think my my general operating principle when creating content is that nobody cares about me and and i mean that like and i don't mean that in the like i you know not depreciating. yeah yeah you, know, you don't you don't mean that and like you know, please don't email me like oh brandon i care no you know, i don't need that i i mean in the sense that you know like i'll, I'll take a good example i had a student one of my recent students um, helped me write a recent article on on the website on febrile neutropenia. Remember, I'm an oncology pharmacist, so I'm I'm actually pretty damn familiar with this at baseline. Still, even though he did a lot of the legwork, still, me being familiar with it, it still took me over 40 hours of my own time to make that article what it is. Um, and and that's not a knock that's just what it is it's just that that's the level of quote-unquote intensity that's why we don't post three articles a week we would die you know like we we, we would not be able to (laughs) do that yeah it is not sustainable so we we emphasize quality over quantity um i don't i I didn't tell i haven't told anyone that that article took me because you don't care as the reader you care about i i want to be a better clinician and if i did my job right you know it should feel you can read that post in 10 minutes, you know, and you can walk away with insights that, you know, right. And now you know what to do. I got an email today as a matter of fact that it was from, a, from an appy students like, Oh my God, this saved my life. I just had a, a topic discussion on this. And I totally impressed my preceptor <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: I'm
1: like, yeah, yeah, good. You know? So, I mean, and that's it. So when, when someone's approaching me or wants to know how to do something better, that really is, it is start by serving. You have to know who your audience is. I know who my audience is because I was my audience. You know, I'm not currently my audience. I'm just outside of that new practitioner window now, but I, I still teach enough and I still precept enough that I'm very, very, very familiar with, with my audience. Um, You have to know what that is. You also have to like what you're doing and you have to be true to yourself. If you were to try to create some false persona, right? Like, Oh, I'm going to be like the Tim Ferriss or do whatever it is. Like try to like mimic some persona, but it's not you. Or you're trying to do something that you don't like doing. You know, you're not like, I'm really interested in deep clinical dives and occasional professional rants. That's just my thing. Maybe you're not right. So if, don't do what I do if you don't like doing it, because you're you'll never last. You will never sustain. You'll never get over the hump, and and the the initial peak that you start off in will take way too long to get out of. And then I guess probably the last bit is never stop learning. I've invested we're not ten, tens and tens of thousands of dollars um in learning about TLDR pharmacy. That's I've I've improved how to write. I've improved. You know I've learned you know, a little bit, you know, on, on SEO and and how to make things Google friendly. Not that that's how I write my article, but like it, you know, it, it's, right. you know, it influences things certainly yeah. to an extent. I've, I've, I've learned a ton just about business in general. It's not like I went to school learning how to run a website. That's not what I learned in pharmacy school. They didn't teach me how to fire up and start a, start a, you know, revenue generating website, collecting an email, you know, like you, you have to figure all this stuff out. So you have to keep learning. I recommend learning, you know, from as many different sources that you know. There's now a plethora of online pharmacists that can speak exactly to what you're doing that you can learn from. I also recommend so learn from them, learn from us, but also learn from outside, right? Because yes, you you want to you want to zig when everyone else is zagging, right? And so if if we all if every online pharmacist starts reading the same books and like listening to the same people and like we all start sounding the same and now paradoxically we reconverge and no one, no one thrives. Right. We, we have to each continue, you know, keep with our own unique voice and do our own unique things. Um, and that's true for you. If you want to start something, do it, do something that you care about, be genuine to yourself and keep showing up
0: whatever venue it is. So such solid advice, dude. And I agree hundred percent with everything that you said and guys, if you're not engaged with this guy, you need to, uh, not, not like propose to him because he's married and got kids, but I mean like engage with his content. Wonderful dude. wife. She's fantastic. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, dude, so you're, you're new to social. I saw the, the Instagram pop and I got so excited and he's like, yay, welcome to the fam, the gram fam. Um, but where so, are I mean, you most yeah. active? Tell us about yeah. your website, what kind of content people can expect there, how they can best mm-hmm. interact with your community and really see the fantastic Depth of knowledge that you've created over the years with your team.
1: So we are on all of the socials. Is that what we call them? The socials? I'm, yeah, that I'm works. Like a grandfather, like shaking my <laughs> fist at the clouds. Hey, <laughs> damn kids, get off my lawn! Um, no, so we we do have. It's just you know, Instagram TLDR Pharmacy. Same with Facebook. Same with Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as Brandon Dyson. The website is tldrpharmacy.com. In terms of what to expect there. We really, really dive deep. that's our thing like i don't I don't know what the shortest post on our site is, but but it's it it's one of the earliest ones before we kind of really figured out who we were. So if you go all the way back in the archives to like twenty sixteen, you might find like a five hundred word post but it's there' are few and far between most of them are at least fifteen hundred plus words. We've got a few that range up. I think we have a warfarin post that's nine thousand that might be the record single longest, but it's warfarin What do you? Kind of like the strengths of warfarin. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shorter than the chest guidelines, right? So it's still TLDR. Um, but really, what we try to do is with the warfarin, like take the chest guidelines, make it readable, right? Or yes. with a focus just on warfarin. And that's kind of what we do. Um, we really try to bridge, it for in terms of our clinical content, which that's probably 70, 80% of what we do. I want to bridge the pharmacology, I want to bridge the stuff that you learn in the classroom with the stuff that you need to know as a practitioner. Um, so throughout most of our posts, you'll get you'll get some background pharmacology type stuff. We don't get too much into med chem or anything like that, but you get a little bit. If you learn and understand the pharmacology, it makes it infinitely easier for you. You don't, you're no longer I mean, does it cause hyper or hypokalemia? You're never doing that because you understand the mechanism of action. You understand the the actual physiology or the pharmacology. So if we try to do that. We'll sprinkle in here's where I'm going to get you on an applex or some random test. Here's here's the trip up, you know, so that I can kind of prepare you for that. And then here's the kind of stuff that your patients are going to ask you, you know. And here's how you're going to need to communicate this if you're making an intervention to a prescriber. So we really try to cover. Not every single post. Like it's not like we have a checkbox formula. Okay, did we cover the interventions? We did. Did You know, we don't do it like that. Um, But we try to cover things like from those angles, right? Um, To tie everything, the dot connector and gap filler, right? We want to smooth everything out. Um, We also do random professional things. Um, We do talk about residency. We do have a product. Um, It is residency season. Um, You know, I, I I'm a hiring manager, so. I don't know it was probably a year ago actually but I wrote an article on my thoughts on the state of market saturation um TLDR it's it's not quite as bad as you think you know um now I'll briefly say I, I I hired a 20 hour a week pharmacist position um I got 60 applications 59 or 60 applications in less than 7 days But two-thirds of them were garbage, like didn't didn't complete the application. So it's like you're going to get these numbers. So if I tell you 60 60 applications for a a 20-hour-a-week position, you're going to flip out and be like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Doomsday, I'm never going to find a job. When I tell you that I weeded it down, weeded wed? (laughs) I narrowed it down to (laughs) to like six people to call, (laughs) like easily, six and and that was like just to do due diligence. Um, it makes it much more manageable. Now you're competing against six people, not sixty. Yes. So just market saturation is real. But putting even even just the ba- just cover the basics, man. Like and you so you'll get articles like that on the on this site as well.
0: Exactly. And that was just like such a perfect nice. closing statement you made, dude. Is, yes, market saturation is real. All the things you hear, the negative yeah. stuff, the pharmacy's dead. blah, 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 blah. It, it, It's rising. There's the, totally in, like the balance has shifted between supply and demand. No question. Top However, performers, top performers still get interviewed. Sorry. Yes, no, exactly. Yeah. But the thing that's missing is the personal brand. So how are you going to show up? Are you going to look at every detail as this is my responsibility, this is a representation of my brand, that brand being you and your career? How you do anything is how you do everything. So if you have a meeting you're late for, if you don't read the directions, if you screw an application and you're like, oh, it's just an application, well, if that's your attitude, that's going to affect literally everything you do. So if you look at your career as a personal brand, it's going to give you that edge so you can go from 60 to six and that will get you in the door to have that phone call, to have that interview, to put you on that path to success. So I think that was a perfect close dude, because it's so spot on because it, my belief is once you get this mindset of a personal brand, it will totally transform your life from feeling overwhelmed and behind to having the competitive edge in one of the most competitive professions in the world and especially healthcare. So thank you for that dude. Cause it, seriously, like spot on. I agree with everything you said. And I'm really glad we did this because I honestly didn't know that your humor was like, I, I love it. It's just, I, I agree 10,000%. And so I now have even more respect for you. So fist bump to that. Nice, man. Yeah. No,
1: again, I, I appreciate it, Adam. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed this, uh, this conversation. It's been fun. It's
0: been an honor, my so. dude. This, yeah. uh, this was definitely one of the highlights for, for my podcasting career, I guess you could say, because like I said, I've been following you guys for years. And again, what you preach, be consistent, is what you practice. And another thing that I respect about you guys highly is you put in the work behind the scenes consistently so that you can create that quality product, that content for your audience. So thank you, dude. Seriously, I said this in the beginning, yeah. but I'm going to say it again because it's, it's the truth. Thank you for everything you've done and continue to do for advancing our profession. It is in, it's just awesome. So thank you so much.
1: Appreciate it, Adam. Thank you. And one last thing I didn't mention before closing, uh, you can email me. I didn't mention that everything else, but email me at Brandon at Uh, if you just want to chat, say hi.
0: Excellent. So guys, I will have all the links, his website, his email in the show notes. So make sure you check those out so you can connect with him, get on his email list, and take a look at the phenomenal content and deep dives that he's got on tldpharmacy.com. Guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, signing off with the Brandon Dyson. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a